How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Dennis Michelson, and Laurie Monroe from Racetalkradio.com. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, from the David Hobbs Honda Studios, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. And welcome to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda. It's a little bit under the weather. Steve Zotke joining you today. Got the old uh, little scratchy throat, but living in Wisconsin, don't we all uh, understand that? Of course, joining me, Jeff Orlowski. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. And Jeff, you're such an important part of the show. You weren't <laughs> able to come on the show on Saturday, so we're actually pre-taping this on Wednesday. That's why we won't be telling you. We won't be giving you any truck news from what happened uh, last night down in Homestead. So sorry about that, but uh, we wanted to get Jeff's take on uh, Phoenix and whatnot. So uh, Jeff, you know, hey. You're 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 Mr. Big today. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Family commitments on Saturday, so I thank uh, I thank you for for being flexible. You know, Phoenix. Uh, what stands out to me most is Chase Elliott got his payback on oh, Denny Hamlin. That was so awesome. You know, he, I love. He that. got it. He got it back. I love him. Good for him. And I loved the fact that in the post race interview, he said. I will race you how you yep. race me. And so now the slate between those two right. should be wiped clean. Yeah. So, and then, you know, hopefully now, you know, obviously the way what? the rivalry builds. What did I tell you two weeks ago? Well, yeah, that he was going to dump him. No, well, that he just ruined his chance to yeah. win the championship. Well, because, you know, through 85% of that race, Hamlin was going to advance. Well, here's the thing. He was in position to. Yes, he was. And I'm like, dummy, <laughs> why are you trying to pass him? You're not racing Chase Elliott. You're racing Brad Keselowski. Right. Uh, I, it didn't make Am any I missing sense. something here? No, you're not. I mean, there, there's kind of, you know, people, you know, there's the whispers between the drivers, you know, they go, you know that Denny Hamlin is the most smartest guy, you know. Yeah, but that goes to his crew chief as well, though. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Joe Gibbs, Mr. Coach, this guy, I mean, the guy took a team head by Mark Rippon (laughs) to win a Super Bowl. I know. You you think he could run, tell, I mean, you think he's smart enough to say, hey, ding dong, in the 11, you're not racing the 24, you're racing the 2. Put your turn signal on, pull way over yeah. to the side, let him pass, and then get on the gas I again. Just, it was 
Oh, I loved it though. Because like it was such a such a horrendous gaffe by that team. Like I, you know, like you said with Gibbs, it's got to fall on a crew chief. It, you know, it's a, that was a team wide failure. I give the least amount of blame on that to Denny Hamlin because he's in the heat of battle right there, racing. You know, trying to make sure and secure his spot. So I can understand that. You know, in the heat of the moment, he wasn't thinking. Oh, maybe I should just let Chase go because I'm not racing Chase. You know, so I I kind of give Denny a pass, but he should have known better as well. It was just a a complete team failure. I just it was <laughs> you, you just shake your head. But okay, so so we've got our final four now, Steve. <coughs> and you know me and you know I love chaos. If you okay, you got Truex who, you know, has been dominant all season long. And then you've got the three that you want if you love chaos. Right. You know, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, you got Brad, you got Kyle, and you got Harvick, and then Truex. Of those four, you know, Truex, in my opinion, pretty much deserves the championship with the, the year he's had and how well he's run. But he would probably be the worst possible you know, outcome as far as NASCAR as a whole. You got... Butchuix? Yeah. Because you've got Kyle Busch, who's such a, you know, he's such a divisive... He's polarizing, yeah. Yeah, so polarizing. You love him, you hate him. You know, and it's about 10% love him and 90% hate him. You got uh, Kevin Harvick, who will, you know, has no problem telling you what's on his He's old school. He's he's kind of a throwback old school guy. He speaks his mind. Yeah, going for his second championship. You got, you know, you got Kyle Busch. Who's, or I'm sorry, you got Brad, Brad Keselowski, Keselowski yeah. former champion as well, has no problem speaking his mind, and he's super active on social media. So it would, you know, if Keselowski wins another title, it's great for the promotion of NASCAR as a whole. And then you got Truex, who's, you know, the, the good guy that everybody roots for. Yeah, you got Bush, of course, who won the uh, championship in 15. Asterisk. Harvick. Harvick in 14 and Keselowski already in 12 already, five years ago. It doesn't seem that long ago. I know. And then Truex is still. And we'll see if uh, you know NASCAR will let him win the championship that he deserves because he has been the most dominating driver of the year and should be the champion, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about this. We've buried the lead. Matt Kenseth won the race. Absolutely. Congratulations to Matt Kenseth. So Fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was awesome to see. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that it's awesome to see, but kind of sad too, though, because you're like, oh, geez, you know. Now, he might take a sabbatical. You know, he's got no plans. You know, things change. Who knows? You know, uh, one of these guys could go out, you know, go, you know, I mean, let's face it, they live pretty, you know, they're race car drivers, they do pretty wild things. One of these guys, one of these jokers could be out in Aspen in January and break their leg or something in three places and be out of, uh, you know, out of racing for six months. Who, you know, who's, who, who, who are you going to call for a substitute? Yeah. yeah it's all especially if it's, uh, you know, uh, a team, you know, one of the team A cars or team B plus cars. Yeah. You're going to call Kenseth. So, I mean, you could see him in a car next year, but then he says, I'll keep my options for 19, but. You know, yeah, yeah, and he's also another year older, so you get a full year away. It's it's really it's hard. Tough. Getting it really right is. Back in.
But I'll tell you, you know, if when when I look back at the NASCAR season as a whole, victory lane at Phoenix with just the sheer emotion oh, yeah. that Kansas showed, yeah. you know, that is and I'm not, you know, I, I like Matt Kenseth. Right. I don't actively root for him. I don't scream at my TV for him. But I, I was really, really happy for him. That's going to go that down one too. as yeah. one of the highlights of yeah. the season for me. Yeah, it really was. And uh, it was great to see. Um, and, uh, well, you know, in fact, we'll, we'll talk more about this with uh, uh, Tony Zeno coming up. We'll talk to Tony in the next segment and get his take on the world of NASCAR. And we'll talk about uh, Homestead, what's coming up with Homestead, because this is pretty neat. You, you had the truck race, of course, what will have taken place last night. And then you have the Xfinity series today and uh, the Cup series on Sunday. And, you know, say what you want, but usually the Homestead races work out pretty well since they reconfigured the track a long time ago. But uh, it, it's, I still say that uh, the Stuart, Stuart, John, Stuart and Johnson – and when Stewart won his last championship, was one of the the fantastic battles. But, well, Stewart and Edwards when Stewart, uh, when they Stewart tied, and Edwards and Stewart had the tiebreaker. Right, that was Stewart and Edwards. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was an awesome race, and uh, I mean, there's been some good ones, uh, good battles throughout the years. So yeah, absolutely. You know, like yeah, you Carl said, Edwards has got. <laughs> short stick no wonder he said screw it and walked away well you could do dental commercials but you know three days three championships three trophies you know a lot of hungover crew members the next yeah. day it's fantastic it really is it's nascar at, at what it should be at at at, at its rawest which uh, when you come about when you the the long time the long time fans that's when they love it the most it's at its rawest. Just take away, peel away all the fluff in that. Let's just get down to racing. You know, that, that, that's, let's see the best car win. Yeah. And just to see sheer emotion, pure emotion, yes. not, oh, well, I want to thank Chevrolet. It's and, not and Kyle Goodyear. Bush winning his 800th uh, Xfinity race. Yeah. You know, you, know it's, you peel it back and you get down like you, you said. You want to see a guy who really worked hard, worked his butt off, and really, really appreciates being in victory lane. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait. I'm pumped. You're I'm listening pumped. to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. And we got a full show today, Jeff Orlowski. Of course, we got Tony DeZeno coming up uh, next. And then we're going to have Dennis and Lori, of course, at the bottom of the hour after the sports flash. And then hour two, we got uh, David Hobbs from NBC Sports. Uh, and then uh, actually Tony DeZeno will be coming we're doing two segments with tony so actually tony leads off hour two then hobbs and then uh brad tinkle author of the harry mcquinn book king of the midgets it's going to be interesting interesting chatting with him and then tim frost speedwaysonline.com uh, we'll be talking about an event that's coming up down in indy next month and kind of what's going on behind the scenes in the world of motorsports you're listening to the final inspection show brought to you by great lakes dragway and david hobbs honda and hey, welcome back to the final inspection show 
presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with our friends at David Hobbs Honda. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Tony DeZeno from NBCSports.com. Welcome to the show, Tony. Hey, Z-Man. I can't believe we're at the end of the season already, but uh, that's, that's how much time flies when you're having fun, and it's, uh, it's been a whale of a year. You know, I, 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 hate to, I hate to do this to you right off the bat, but I got a little bit of a complaint. Yeah, I know. NBC Sports now. It's the NASCAR segment, not the motorsports side. So, you know, I'm not blaming you. But, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm Martin Truex Jr., I'm going, hey, hey, what did I do? Because I see these, these little video, he got these little videos here, and then, and then, of course, he got the little intros with them. And it says, is Carvick's team peaking at the right time? Okay, good question. All right, you know, hey, that's fine. Brad K's ability to strategize makes him dangerous. Oh, okay, all right. Bush's talent helps him with withstand the pressure. Okay. And then Truex. Can Truex perform on the biggest NASCAR stage? And I'm our choice. Like, hey, come on now. But I understand, you know, he's he's the only one without a championship, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh it's it's a dilemma heading into into Miami this week is Martin Truex has had the year and yet it's going to it's going to feel like a football team that goes it's going to be the closest NASCAR equivalent to the Patriots putting together mm-hmm. the undefeated regular season but if they don't get that championship it's going to feel completely overlooked completely forgotten and let's be honest i mean you hate to say it but Truex is really only the third or fourth storyline coming into this weekend because yeah. you've got the drama coming out of Phoenix, you know, with the Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott thing. You've got the Dale Jr. final start. You've got the, the emotions of Kenseth winning at Phoenix. You've got, you know, the other guys, the other three who you mentioned. So it, I guess par for the course, right? I mean, Truex's dominance has been the best on-track story all year, and yet it has never gotten the just desserts that, that it's probably warranted because we've been bogged down in all these other ancillary topics or you know, penalties or, or what have you that that's kind of taken the shine off of it, which is really unfortunate. Kind of, I think we're kind of, you know, you kind of want to hope that he can get the one championship just because you don't know how many shots you're going to get at it. And he's already been in this final four before and as a long shot. Now you, you think he's kind of the favorite, but uh, it's it's going to be bad news bears for, for them on Sunday night if they don't get it done. Yeah, and here here's two two scenarios which I really don't I don't I, I I hope they don't happen, but I could see them happening. Scenario number one, Truex is dominating with Kyle Bush in second place. <clears throat> and with about twenty laps to go, the engine just detonates <laughs> and Kyle Bush runs easily to victory. And scenario number two is uh you know, Martin Truex is leading very comfortably, and any you know anybody else is in second place. And NASCAR throws one of those phantom cautions. Forty-eight restarts. Yeah, yeah. I fear, I fear it's going to be one of those like thirty-third to thirty-fifth place drivers. You know, your random BK Racing or Premium Motorsports car. You know, your Michael McDowell type situation like last year, where right. there's a caution with. 10, 10 or less laps to go, and it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And you get, and it all comes down to getting snookered on one restart or something. So, knowing knowing the career of Martin Truex Jr., if there's if there's a way for a cartoon anvil to fall out of the sky, if there's a meteor which apparently <laughs> hit in Phoenix this week, it'll actually transport itself to 
uh, to Miami and, and strike. It's funny, as, I, as we're talking, you know, there's actually some loud noises coming over my head, and I'm thinking, boy, if these are the storm clouds gathering for Truex, you know, that's uh, <laughs> it's brewing. It's just, you say the mere mention, and, and karmic forces uh, conspire against them. You know, there's a good chance um, Kyle Larson wins this thing. Oh, yeah. Because he's got four straight DNFs. I mean, it's yeah. incredible. And they're going to be like, let's that's that's let's have fun and just let's just let it all hang out and who knows what happens. Not to mention it's a track that, that Larson traditionally runs really well at. They've they've usually been in win contention there, although they haven't won it. Larson's a guy that really runs the high line well. He's got nothing to lose being out of the championship. And let's let's also factor in he's driving a Chevrolet. Chevrolet does not have a chance to win the championship this year. But Chevrolet can play spoiler to where they can knock either Toyota or Ford from the top, depending on if they do that. So it's a, he's he's a definite wild card this weekend, and it, it'd be nice to see him get a result after, as you mentioned, this uh, this kind of abnormal run of, of bad luck in DNS. All right, let's talk about the Xfinity side. Okay, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> just- <laughs> I, I laugh at that joke every time. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, Tony, what I'm rooting for here is I'm rooting for a late restart with all four of the championship contenders in the front and just chaos, like a a late race demolition derby and whoever can drag their batted, batted up car the farthest wins the title. Uh, am I alone? I think there's so much toxic potential between these four, between the whole Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski kind of hating each other, Kevin Harvick's, you, you, you know, general, you, I'll use this word, dickishness. And I say that as sort of a compliment. <laughs> he's happy Harvick. Har- happy Harvick. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, he's, he's happy Gilmore as well. You know, he's basically the shooter <laughs> McGavin of NASCAR. Um I don't know. I mean, there's 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 something there's something generally unlikable about Kevin Harvick, even though he's really really good at what he does. And then Truex is just you know going to get the be the innocent blindside guy who could get any sort of thing happen to him. There is fisticuffs potential because I think Carl Edwards was not you know last year he wasn't nearly as mad as he could have been after he got taken out. I think with any of these four, if, if some accident happens. There's going to be there. There could be some fireworks potential. It's under the lights. It's prime time. You know, each of a championship for any of these guys would be their second, and they all want to get that second championship, with the exception of Truex going for his first. So, I'm excited. There's there's, there's actually for a year that's failed to produce on track more often than not. There actually is a lot of really good on track potential for this last race. I guess we should actually probably do our predictions now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course we are pre-taping this before, so we 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 can't we can't see into the future, but we will do a a truck prediction, and then you the listener can either go ooh or snicker and say, "No, oh, a bunch of idiots! Thank these guys. Why are these guys doing that?" That's true. So, uh, the trucks. What what says you, Tony? You know what? I'm gonna go with my boy. The bulldozer himself, Austin Sindrick, to pull the up. Wow. It's been, nice. John, it's, been, it's been Johnny Sauter's world the last couple races, but I say that Brad Keselowski's team in its final truck race before they go off into the land of former truck teams, 
Sendrick's had just a, a, a golden horseshoe during this whole playoff run where he really didn't expect to be in the Final Four. He's playing with house money. He's going up against three guys that are, you know, the favorites uh, otherwise between Sauter and Christopher Bell. And and I think you look at a guy like him and, uh, you know, this is guaranteed to be wrong potentially, but you know what? I've got no qualms in picking it because, uh, you know, what else, what else does he have to lose at this point? Well, well I'm going to go with Bell. And uh, the only oh, caveat okay. is that I th- I would hope <laughs> that coming down on the last lap, Cindric bulldozes him out of the way and steals the win. But barring that occurrence, which I don't think we've seen uh, this year, you know, Cindric's been you know squeaky <clears throat> clean. Uh, I'm gonna take Bell. Okay, I'm gonna go with Sauter. Sauter just continues to bulldoze the field. All right. I could, I could send I'd be cool to, to see Cindric win, but, uh, or Bell too. Uh, but, um, I guess I'll take Sauter. All right. All right. Uh, Xfinity, the four guys for, who are competing for the championship at Homestead is William Byron, Elliot Sadler, Justin Allgaier, and Daniel Hemrick. <clears throat> Tony. <laughs> Boy, you can just hear the excitement just yeah, dripping at the, at the veins. <laughs> um, I will go with the Lifetime Achievement Award for Elliot Sadler, even though I think Byron's probably in a better had a better year, all things considered, it being his first year in the Xfinity Series. I just like Sadler's kind of veteran tenacity for, uh, for this weekend. Well, since death is not an option and who cares wins uh, isn't either, I'll take Hemrick because why not? All right. I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with William Byron. Are you writing these down? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Excellent. All over. We'll put these on the, on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Uh, okay, here's the question I got for you, Tony: Is is NASCAR does NAS is NASCAR excited behind closed doors if if uh, Elliot, Elliot Sadler wins? Are they excited? Or are uh, they are they going? Are they going? Yeah, we we really would like to see Byron win or. Or I, think, I don't think they'd ever admit it publicly. But no, of course not. But I, I think there's, I think the whole Byron winning a championship and then stepping into the, correct me if I'm wrong, he'll be the 24 car next year with the, with the number changing right. on the cup side, <clears throat> the whole number swap with Chase Elliott going to the nine and the five becoming the 24. It's just, it's bizarre. I mean, it's just the performance is going to suffer anyway, because the five car sucks, but I think they'd be more keen on seeing the young guy for the future rather than the guy who's been doing this 25 years, you know, finally wins a championship against a bunch of nobodies right. after winning maybe one race all season. All right. And then the big one, the cup series. Ooh, this is this is exciting, you know. I mean, I think that I think Truex is a sentimental pick, and I don't think the sentimental pick wins very often. I'm going to go with the 18, Kyle Busch. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm going to take everybody's hero, the nicest guy in the world, my personal favorite driver, Kevin Harvick. <laughs> I will go with Truex just because no matter how hard NASCAR will uh, try to not let him win the championship, he will overcome. The officials, the weather, the winds of Florida, everything, and he'll win the championship. You don't think he'll, uh, his car will peel out on an orange peel or anything down there? <laughs> no, I think it's uh, he has to win this thing. 
I, I could see him getting crushed by a Denver mattress that falls out of the sky <laughs> from the <laughs> Or the blimp will crash onto his car and take him out. Something's going to happen. If there, if there is a way, if there's a way, there's a way, my world gets dumped. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, let's uh, stand by for a sports flash. And uh, when we, re- or I should say, yeah, sports flash. And when we return, we'll hear from uh, Dennis Michelson, Lori Monroe from Race Talk Radio. And then at the top of the hour, we'll once again rejoin Tony Zeno from NBC Sports. We'll talk a little open wheel racing at the top of the hour. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Longer with our friends at David Hobbs Honda. Now it's time for NASCAR Chat with Dennis Michelson and Lori Monroe from Racetalkradio.com. He's bound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? This is Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is Dennis Michelson along with the lovely and talented Lori Monroe from Racetalkradio.com. That means it's time to go inside the world of NASCAR racing and Lori Monroe, unless you lack a soul. Mm-hmm. Everybody tuning in that race that watched Matt Kenseth win at yeah. Phoenix, they had to be smiling. Well, you would sure hope so, because if that wasn't one of the nicest things to see, one of the best feel-good stories of the year, I don't know what was, to see Matt Kenseth, I don't know, sort of struggle for the last few weeks with his future, and we don't know what he's doing, and you think, is this guy ever going to race again? What's going to happen? When was his last win? And here he goes ahead and he wins. I just... I just thought it was fabulous. And another thing that I thought was so cool to see was Chase Elliott come up and shake hands with him in, in victory lane as well. There was just so much cool stuff going on at Phoenix. You know, Matt crying. Like, my God, when do you see Matt Kenseth cry? This guy, you know, it's just, he doesn't cry. But what a what a thing to see. It was beautiful. Definitely does not get choked up. Definitely does not do a big celebratory thing when he wins. Exactly. And the thing is, he, he raced his butt for that win. Yes. You know, he, he earned that win through and through. It was just, it was a thing of beauty. That was the Matt Kenseth that you followed as a Matt Kenseth fan from beginning to end. What a way to, what a way to finish off a career, because it sure looks like that's what's happening. It might be the end of the career, and what better way to do it than winning your next-to-last race? Yeah. Getting to do a Polish victory lap to salute your fellow Wisconsinite, Alan Kowicki, at the track where he first did that Polish victory lap. Isn't that crazy? This might be the total end of an era in the sport as well. This is a guy, along with Robbie Reiser who basically went all in, spent every dime that they had, basically, to get to Daytona to race so many years ago as an independent and went on to being one of the best drivers this era of the sport has ever seen. Yeah, it's sad to see this come to an end. There's just so much, there's so much coming to an end this year. 
And you've got somebody like Matt Kenseth, who he admittedly kind of thought that he he might have had something come up for next year as, as late as a few weeks ago. And he sort of came to realize himself that this this could really be the end. You know, you've got him going away. You've got Dale Jr., who's basically been on a farewell tour almost all year. You could almost call it that. And then just quietly Matt Kenseth. But what about Danica Patrick as well? No one's even saying a damn thing about her. We've got a lot of stuff coming to an end this year. It just it just makes you feel old. It is weird to be able to be sitting here and say Matt Kenseth, Dale Jr., Danica Patrick that they're retiring from the sport, maybe not retiring, but dare I say, stepping away from the sport. Oh, don't go there again. (laughs) But it's weird because they don't seem like they have lost it yet, especially Kenseth. He is as good of a racer now as he was that very first day that he came in. And for him not to be in high demand from one of the top teams. What does that say about where our sport has gone? Well, it's all about money. And what I don't understand is if you're a sponsor, like I'm assuming this is a sponsor, a sponsor issue, you know, wanting to have Eric Jones in the 20 car, it doesn't really seem completely like a, a Joe Gibbs racing deal. The, the thing is they need money and they got to make the sponsors happy. And why don't the sponsors realize that, you know, Matt, guys like Matt Kenseth can still drive the wheels off a car. I take, I take a half a Matt Kenseth any day over ten Eric Joneses, who's still a great driver. But you know what you've got in Matt Kenseth. I, I just don't get it. It's like the, I don't know. It's like the clowns running the circus. You know, they bring a lot of money. It's a wonderful thing. And I guess now they've got drivers needing to take pay cuts and everything. It just. There's so much has changed. There's a lot going on, and all of it is driven by money or lack thereof. It's just crazy. There was a great article. Um, I don't remember who wrote it, but it was shared by uh, one of the great Milwaukee uh, sports writers that covers motorsports, Dave Coleman, talking about that that whole buildup to the big uh, race, the first race in NASCAR mm-hmm. for for Matt Kenseth and everybody's getting together at lunchtime to do pit road practice in the snow, basically <laughs> in Wisconsin before they packed up to head on down for Daytona. Wow. Yeah. And how these guys were rivals on the track before they teamed up and yeah. look, look where both of their careers have gone. You know, Robbie Reiser turning into this big, you know, executive now, over at Roush Fenway Racing, Matt Kenseth, who arguably, I would say, certainly in the top five of drivers of this generation. Got to be darn close. Hard certainly to, up there in my books. Hard to argue with that, that he would be one of the top five drivers of this mm-hmm. century, I guess is the way to put it. You know, this is a guy who uh, not only won a championship, but in doing so, changed the way the sport is run. Oh, for yeah, the rest of all time. Him. Yeah, I guess we can blame Matt Kenseth for that as well. But, you know, he I hate to, to bring up the age thing. But when you do, typically you're talking about drivers that sort of start falling off their game. And Matt Kenseth just has not. We don't know how long Matt Kenseth could go with it being a competitive driver, because now 
it seems we're not going to get the opportunity. It's it's just it's not fair, Michelson. No, it's it's not like it was when we had Daryl Waltrip out there, you know, needing a past champion provisional yeah. almost every week yeah. to make the show, or a Dale Jarrett just uh, you know hanging on to the lead lap or whatever. This is just a guy who is is not all all walking away on his own terms like a Rusty Wallace either. This is a guy that he's got more left in the tank. But what I'm really gratified to see is that he's not going to be one of these guys that is going to take a lesser ride just to hang around and make a couple million a year riding around in the back of the pack because that is painful to watch these guys get out of top equipment and then they have to be racing for 20th place every week with one of the field filler teams. I'm just so glad that Matt Kenseth realizes that he's worth more than that. Unlike other drivers that are going and leaving Hendrick Motorsport and uh, going on to uh, race with anyone who will give them a paycheck just to stay in the sport. Yeah, but anyone who's given a paycheck just to stay in the sport is still a young, a younger man as well. So, and I know you're talking about Casey Kane. You know, he's still a younger guy, and there could still be some opportunity in the next couple of years for Casey Kane. There could be some mass exodus where all the young guys leave and they go out running sprint cars or something. Who the heck knows? And and a guy like Casey Kane will be sitting pretty, getting a, a better ride. You just don't know. And and. Matt Kenseth just can't afford that time. He can't he can't just wheel around in the back of the pack nor nor should he. You know, nor should he. So, you know, everybody has a reason for leaving and staying as well, and I just wish Matt Kenseth's reason for leaving just wasn't wasn't happening. What I love about this story though of winning in his next to last race is this was also a terrific race from start to finish. This wasn't like he lucked into a win. This wasn't like it was a boring race with a great last restart and and him grabbing the the win. This was a fabulous race from start to finish with so many storylines going into the race and going in all the way through the race, but also such a great race itself. There was actual passing on the track. There was actual tough racing side by side. There were crossover moves. There was just about everything. And Matt Kenseth came out on top. That's what I think made this win even more sweet in my eyes. Well, it just totally proves that if you're a good driver, you can get it done on the right track and the right equipment still. And I think you could get the win this week coming up at Homestead Miami go back to back crazy yeah and what a cool paint scheme he is going to run for his final race it's his rookie paint scheme with DeWalt that he ran way back when when he started out in cup it is going to be so cool to see those DeWalt colors because that's what you think of when you think of Matt Kenseth. Yeah, that's that's Kenseth's identity. And when you see Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car at uh, Homestead as well, going back to his early colors, that's it's going to be very, it's going to be melancholy. Who are you going to miss the most? Of, of just these two? No, of all the departing drivers, assuming that Danica doesn't get a ride, 
assuming that Matt Kenseth doesn't suddenly find a ride, and we know Dale Jr. is stepping away. Is it is it impossible to really nail it down and say you're going to miss one more than the other? Because this no. trio of drivers all brings something to the whole equation here. Yeah, they do. They're all they're all different. They're all great for their own reasons. What I just miss is I just am upset at the fact that you've got guys like Kenseth and somebody like Danica Patrick that are being forced out and not able to continue on. Like Dale Jr., I, I, I'm going to miss him the least because this is his decision. He's got something brewing in the back burner. He's going to be doing uh, – He's going to be in the booth next year. That's all well and good. That's that's great. But I just hate the fact that when you see these guys, quote unquote, step away, you never see them again. Like you need, I don't know, you're going to need the FBI to go find Carl Edwards. It's just like they're just gone. It's It's just a weird feeling to me. Well, folks, it is time for us to step out and take a quick break. But when we come back, your final nascar still blowing of the year you're listening to the final inspection on 105.7 fm the fan welcome back to the final inspection 105.7 fm the fan dennis and laurie talking nascar on a saturday afternoon you know what that means, folks. It's time for some great music. Quite like Yes, indeed, folks. It is time for somebody to have their NASCAR still blown up. Lori Monroe. Can you tell the good folks of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, how this all works? Absolutely. If something has upset us or you in the week of racing, we are here to just blow it to smithereens and uh i have a a still blowing this week that sort of goes back to what we've been talking about in the last few minutes the whole matt kenseth retirement thing and uh is upsetting enough but what really what really irks me and it's great to have hindsight on this especially because he won at phoenix i want to blow up that guy that went over the wall and made them a little bit too heavy in the uh number of guys over the wall syndrome back at Kansas. Ooh, yeah. How different would this be right now if Kenseth hadn't been instantly eliminated by having the extra guy over the wall? It might might have meant nothing. We just don't know. This whole you're done because you got one extra guy over the wall is ridiculous. It it should have been, you know, a some sort of other penalty instead of just poof, you don't even exist anymore. That is a little bit harsh. I just don't quite, I'm still sort of shaking my head and in shock over that, but it just makes it even harder. The fact that Kansas turns around and he wins at Phoenix. Uh, What might have been right now? Could he have been the fourth guy going to Homestead? It stings. It it absolutely does. And especially when the guy didn't even touch the doggone car. It's craziness. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with it. It's not funny. That's way too harsh a penalty, you know, for anybody, let alone a guy who's basically trying to drive his way to to, to advance to the next uh, elimination. Just crazy. Too often NASCAR sets up a rule without thinking of the permutations of how this might work out. And they blew it on this one because... 
that's a dumb, dumb rule. There should be, hey, if if more than seven are working on the car or actually touching the car, that should be the death penalty. If you've got a seventh man over the wall and you catch it, you know, before he touches the car, it should be a one lap penalty, something like yeah. that, that you can actually come back from. So very good still blowing, Lori Monroe. My still you. blowing, I'm blowing up Denny Hamlin. I, I'm just, <laughs> when I heard him basically equating what Chase Elliott did to him at Phoenix, where he just did the little rat-a-tat-tat, and then Denny Hamlin ran out of talent and hit the wall on his own. When I hear him equate that to what Hamlin did to Chase Elliott at Martinsville, where he picked the back tires up off the wall and shoved him right into the wall, I have no faith in Denny Hamlin's brain being a functioning piece of equipment in his body (laughs) i thought that was about the dumbest thing that he could possibly say and and here's the thing denny hamlin has said a lot of dumb things in his career so he already set that bar pretty high and he managed to clear it (laughs) like a freaking olympic pole vaulter so denny hamlin is my choice for a still blowing this week yeah, it's like he he just contradicts himself. He forgets what he said the week before, and yeah, that uh, it kind of blew my mind as well. And you know, Chase Chase roughed up Denny Hamlin. There's no two ways about it. But in the end, Hamlin wrecked himself. You know, he could. You know, why not pit? Fix your fix your issues. There's anything could have been done here, but no. Bad decision making on yeah. everybody's part, and. I got to admit, I was actually happy to see Hamlin eliminated under the circumstances. All right, Laurie Monroe, which still blowing gets blown up? Sorry, I'm going with mine. I think you've got a good one there. So I'm in full agreement because we already beat Denny Hamlin up enough. So General Matt has sent in the B-52s for the last time this season. Ah, the sweet sound of explosions. Exactly. Very nicely done. All right, folks, it is time to hit the NASCAR news before we call it a day. And how about this for a promotion, Laurie Monroe? The Vulture Peanut has spoken. The Miami Zoo's Vulture Peanut has made his selection for the championship race and that is Kyle Busch. But if a vulture picks you, isn't yeah. it most likely that you're going to crash? No, it means that you have crashed and you're laying on the side of the road, swelling up to the point where you're going to blow up and they're going to come eat your innards. So Kyle Busch is in trouble at Olmstead, Miami. Yeah, I think that's what it means. But I'm sure you must have seen the video of this uh, critter picking as well. It was pretty priceless. I loved yeah, it. It was... It was something. Anyway, also in the NASCAR news, there's another driver that really, really is going to be driving scared at Homestead, Miami, because the Weather Channel is on board David Reagan's car. Does that mean there's going to be like a picture of Jim Cantori? Because that's what would lead into the wall, I think. Well, I'm thinking, you know, the Weather Channel showing up is fine, but if Cantori sets foot on the property, everybody's screwed, basically. So I hope Cantori keeps away 
just, uh, you know, bring the weather channel. They're always going to be weather down there anyway. But, uh, my God, just don't let Cantori be. Don't even let him in the state, actually. If he would be like an honorary pit crew member, there'd probably be a fire, locust, and a plague hitting the pit crew all at the same time. I would say so, and you'd probably have one too many guys over the wall as well. Yeah, this is very, very true. Very true. Also in the NASCAR news, Bristol tickets for next year are already on sale at Food City locations. How about that? I guess there's always been a tie-in between the two, so why not? Make it easy for people to get it. You know, go in, get yourself some Smithfield bait. Give you a free ticket to, like, the Xfinity race if you bought a rutabaga. <laughs> just thinking out loud here, but just <laughs> just think of the promotional tie-ins oh, you could I have can think here. think of a lot. <laughs> this is pretty amazing, but Bristol tickets. Here's how far we've come in a short amount of time, yeah. folks. Bristol tickets, you used to have to win in divorce proceedings. Mm-hmm. And now you can buy them along with your toilet paper at Food City locations all over the South. Yeah, very good. Pretty crazy. Also in the NASCAR news, Chris Gale will be continuing as crew chief for Eric Jones next year as he moves over to Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah, well, why not? Obviously, he can do a very good job. What is your expectations for Mr. Eric Jones next year? Is he a chase contender? <sighs> Possibly. Um, I I look at uh, Eric Jones now as stealing Matt Kenseth's ride, even though we've known about this forever. But uh, I don't know. I, uh, I I just don't know. I, I imagine he probably could because, quite frankly, the way the chase is set up at this point, I don't know. Chris Buescher. Who's going to have a better season? Over at JGR, Eric Jones or Daniel Suarez? Oh, good Lord. How do you pick between the two? I, I really don't know. They're, I am so impressed at Suarez, at how far he has come. None of this seems to come down to talent at the end of the day because, we, again, I keep dragging this out. We saw what happened with Matt Kenseth. You get one guy over the wall, you just basically pack your bags and go home. This is a team sport. You can be the best driver that ever hatched out of an egg. And unless you have everything around you completely perfect, you're going to end up a nobody. This is what I just don't get. One wheel nut, one guy over the wall, anything, and you're done. It just, uh, there's something really off, off kilter here. Our final picks of the year, Laurie Monroe, who's going to win the race at Homestead, Miami, and if it's not one of the top contenders that you're picking, who's going to win the championship? I'm going with one guy for both, and it should be the guy who's been so dominant all year, and I'm going with Martin Truex Jr. This guy should should have been called champion several weeks ago. I'm going with Truex. And I am going to pick Matt the Brat Kenseth to win in back-to-back races to end his season, but I am going to pick Martin Truex Jr. Good. to be the champion. Laurie Monroe, any parting words as we conclude the season here on the final inspection? I just want to thank everybody at this fine station for putting up with us for the last several months, and 
everybody enjoy the race this weekend enjoy the turkey that follows after merry christmas happy new year and bring on daytona for Laurie monroe this is dennis michelson thanks for tuning in to the nascar segment all year long you're listening to the final inspection on 105.7 fm the fan how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.